0: Welcome back, Championship Rounders. All right, we got a special one for you today. Um, this is the Coronavirus Podcast, bringing it back. Uh, haven't done this in about uh, almost almost two years at this point of launching a new episode of Championship Rounds, but here we are. Obviously, everyone's in quarantine. Obviously, I have a lot of time on my hands. Obviously, that's the primary reason why I'm able to get this going again. But nevertheless, let's go get ahead and get into it because despite... <clears throat> no sports happening. There actually is a good amount of uh, UFC news. So I think I'll obviously uh, probably start with the um, with a story on everybody's mind. So John Jones was arrested for DWI uh, in Albuquerque, New Mexico again. Uh, so for those of you who don't know, John trains out of Albuquerque, New Mexico. So most of his arrests and most of his um, legal issues are, are happening over there. And um, so he's already pled guilty. Um, he's going to be uh, released, obviously. Um, he'll, he'll pay the bond and everything. I don't know if he's... He's definitely already been released, I believe. He was arrested on uh, March 26th, so a good um, little over a week ago uh, at this point. Um, so he's going to have to do 48 hours of community service, pay $500 fine. Um, you know, and, and on this one, it seems like he just i mean again um, a lot of these are just stupid like he was running around drunk driving his car he had a weapon on it he discharged it at some point for like no reason and you know at the end of the day this is just this is just this guy i mean this is really what he does at the end of the day um because Wow. Yeah, see, so he has to wear an ankle bracelet and ankle do bracelet a 90-day treatment program online because of corona. So at least he gets to do it uh, online. Uh, and he still can't drive a car, only if he follows the stipulations of the agreement that he signed. And there's an ignition interlock device in his car now. Oh, my God. To take a breathalyzer test. I mean, this is ridiculous. It's like everything that he does is, is outside the cage. It's just so so beneath him compared to what he does inside the cage. Um, But let's kind of talk about the repercussions from this. So obviously this isn't the first time that John's gotten in trouble. Um, He had the incident, I think it was in 2012, way back in the day, uh, when he hit a pregnant lady with his car and not only did he hit her with his car, he ran away afterwards for like no reason whatsoever, just gets out of the car and starts running. Uh, He had an incident with a stripper where he apparently uh, might've sexually assaulted her in the club. I mean, he's had other uh, drunk driving incidents. It's just incident after incident after incident. Not only that, but the the steroid accusations as well. It's just at this point, it's starting to get exhausting. Like for someone who's a real fan of his, it's it's really starting to get exhausting um, watching him screw up, um, you know, his own talent, really. You know, because what this is, it's like if LeBron James— if I were to make um, an analogy, it's basically like if LeBron James were running around getting DWIs, uh, hitting pregnant women with his car, and then possibly using steroids. Like that, he is the equivalent of LeBron James in in the mix in the sport of Miss martial arts. And it's just, I, I think it's unheard of across any sport whatsoever to see somebody who is at the absolute peak of the game. Just screwing this up. I mean, even Michael Jordan with the gambling and the smoking, and obviously he had those issues. But I mean, he never let it affect his game. He never let it, you know, get in the way of doing what he wants to do and go win in those championships. But John Jones, man, he keeps doing this, keeps doing this shit where he's like, he's he's putting himself in really interesting situations. So now the question is, you know, is he going to lose his belt? Is the UFC going to strip him of his belt? Well. I doubt it, but let's let's first get into the statement that he just said, and then I'll get into why I don't think the UFC is going to strip his belt. All right, here we go. Uh, so he released a statement on uh, Instagram saying, and on Twitter. Uh, this is from John Jones. Quote, while we all work to understand and cope with stress and uncertainties surrounding the current state of our world, I want to express how truly disappointed I am that I have become the source of a negative headline again, especially during these trying times. I'm disappointed for letting down the people I care about the most, my family, friends, and my fans. I accept full responsibility for my actions, and I know that I have some personal work to do, which involves the unhealthy relationship I have with alcohol. Well, at least he admits it there. The thing is, is that I always wonder to myself, and even before this stuff happens, I'm always like, man, every time John Jones gets in trouble, I think to myself, like, if he does this again, what could his excuse possibly be? Because he always has a new one. But it seems like that he's now finally... um, coming to terms with his relationship with alcohol which is good you know um obviously he needs to come to terms with that in order for him to to really i mean what we should really think about here is the the absolute we should think about how crazy it is that he still does all of this stuff and remains the number one pound for pound ufc fighter in the world and probably of all time so just imagine if he wasn't doing any of this garbage. I mean, it's really sky's the limit. You know, there's no telling. Obviously, hindsight's 20-20. But if you think about it, he was the youngest UFC champion in history. And then let's say he doesn't have all these let's say he is like LeBron in terms of he has a good family life he you know came out of school and you know was had some trying times but kept his head down no issues I mean LeBron never has any legal issues no you know drugs gambling nothing ever like that so let's say John Jones was like that if John Jones had the same mindset and dedication to the craft that LeBron James had with his talent let's see how many let's find out how many title defenses he has I don't even know he's had like I think 10 in a row. Um but let's go go take a look. Hey why don't we look that up, Jamie? Let's let's look that up. Um Let's see here. One, two, three. I mean he's he's alright, so let's say he's basically undefeated. So basically undefeated, let's see where he won the belt, won the layout Le- championship. Alright, he beat uh Mariso Rua. Uh, at UFC 128, to be the youngest champion to ever win the belt, so he's 13 and one, basically 13 and zero at that point, because the other one was a disqualification that was uh, BS. So let's say, oh, all right, we'll say 13-1. So he's 13 and one at that point when he wins the belt. He's now 26 and one, and some of the fights in between, um, so those, be- you know, in those 13 fights, a lot of them were comeback fights, so not for the belt. Uh, some of them weren't for the belt at all. Um, you know. He's had some stumbles along the way, but let's say those were all championship fights. That'd be 13 title defenses in a row, which if I'm not mistaken, I think the record is 11 by Anderson Silva. I could be wrong, but I, I don't think I am. So he would not only have the record for most consecutive title defenses, I'm pretty sure he'd have the record for most title defenses in general, uh, because I think Mighty Mouse actually has that one right now. Um, But, I mean, he'd obviously have all the records in his back pocket, and no one would even be able to get close to him. No one would even be able to close. Because when he fought um, Mauricio Rua, let's see here, in 2011, so nine years ago, nine years ago, a good active champion fights about Let's say three times a year. So let's say he fought three times a year for nine years. That's twenty-seven fights. Twenty-seven fights, and we've only had thirteen. Are you kidding me? I mean, my God. Let's look at it. let's look at what we got here. He had two fights in twenty thirteen, which were actually really good ones against Chael Sonnen and Alexander Gustafsson. That was the first fight against Gustafsson. That was really just crazy. That was one of the best fights ever. But then, only one fight in twenty fourteen. One fight in 2015 against Daniel Cormier, where he beat him, and that was that big beef. One fight in 2016, one fight in 2017, and I mean, this is ridiculous. One fight in 2018, and not only in 2018, but December of 2018. And now he's had two fights in 2019, one in 2020, so he's fighting like once a year. I mean, my God. It's like, could you really shoot yourself in the foot um, any more times than John Jones has? So let's go see on the rankings here I wonder who he's going to fight next because um, you know UFC released a cookie cutter you know statement they're like you know we're monitoring the situation with John Jones and you know we'll take additional steps as needed they're not going to do anything and UFC's not going to do anything anyone who has anything in their mind as to whether or not he'll be cut or suspended you're out of your mind you're out of your mind that's not going to happen it's John Jones okay other than Conor McGregor, that's it. That's all we got in terms of superstars in this sport. Maybe Khabib, Israel signing is getting up there, but right now there's two top dogs. Conor McGregor is John Jones. Conor McGregor just fought. He's not gonna fight anytime soon because of this whole coronavirus thing. So if you're gonna strip the belt from John Jones, you're gonna lose a lot of casual fans because he, first of all, he doesn't even deserve to be cut. Really, um, he's done way worse stuff in the past, in my opinion. This is just another uh, DWI incident, but. Uh, to be honest, I'm 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 not sure what they're gonna do with them. Um, but if I were to guess, I'm 99. percent uh, No way, no way they cut them. They're not gonna have any. I don't know. They might suspend them. The thing is, is that the UFC doesn't really care. Um, in all honesty. Um, The UFC doesn't really care about these types of situations, and you can see that in the history that John Jones has had with the UFC in the past. Um, A lot of the accidents and situations that he gets himself in, the reason he gets suspended is because he tests positive for stuff. Like, he very rarely will get suspended from the UFC um, for just acting out, mostly because I I don't want to say the UFC is tolerant of that kind of stuff, but, you know, these fighters are independent contractors, you know. It's not like these are players – playing for a team which is a franchise of an organization, you know, that could reflect badly on the franchise. And I'm not saying that John Jones' actions actions don't reflect poorly on UFC, but what I what I am saying is that there's more accountability on like a football team where you have an owner of that team and he wants to represent the organization in a certain way, whereas John Jones is his own team. You know, this he is Team John Jones and he is shooting himself in the foot um left and right. Okay. So that's a little breakdown on the John Jones situation. Let's move into UFC 249, Khabib versus Ferguson. So it's official, ladies and gentlemen. It is official. Khabib versus uh, sorry, Khabib versus Tony is cursed. This fight, I don't think. Honestly, I'm convinced it'll never happen. This is the craziest series of events. So for those of you who don't remember, I'm gonna see if I can just remember from memory. I'm not even looking any of this up right now. I'm gonna see if I can remember from memory um, what the last cancellations were. I know there was one, um, I think it was a freshman in college or a sophomore, and uh, Khabib had to pull out because he was cutting weight and he had liver problems, so he had to go to the hospital and he had liver issues. And then I forget who fought that night. I don't even know if they had a replacement for him. But all I know is that he didn't fight that night. So that fight got shut down. And then they are going to do Khabib versus Tony again. And then Tony's doing an interview for like Fox Sports. Hits a wire with his foot as he's walking out of the interview, twists his leg, and rips his knee apart. So he gets injured while doing an interview for their next fight that they scheduled. And then he's out for that one. So Khabib's out. Now Tony's out. And it's just like, oh, those past two fights were brutal. So now we finally get this one. Here we go again. Tony Khabib. Gonna happen. Nothing gonna stop it. Both in good shape. Both training. Both ready. And then here comes coronavirus. to screw up everybody's day like it's been doing for the past three, four weeks. So there was a point in time I remember reading headlines Uh, saying, you know, Khabib versus Ferguson, 99.9% going to happen. This was from Dana White probably less than about a week ago. This is primetime corona uh, pandemic right now, and almost, uh, I think probably a little bit, actually a little bit over a week ago, Dana White was saying there's a 99.9% chance this fight happens. No way in hell it was going to happen at the uh, Barclays Arena in Brooklyn, where it was originally scheduled to take place. Uh, But rather, he was saying they're going to move it to the Apex Center, which for those of you who don't know, is the UFC Performance Institute in Las Vegas. It's like, very state-of-the-art, probably the most progressive high-tech mixed martial arts gym in the world. And they were going to hold it in there and just have it televised. I'm like, man, that's kind of weird. It kind of reminds me of the Ultimate Fighter uh, TV show where they would have, you know, 10 people on each team and fighters would fight each other in these small little arenas with just a cage and some bleachers as the as the stands. And I'm thinking, is it going to be like the Ultimate Fighter where they're going to have like 10 people there, like just the referees, the athletic commission? That's the problem with these fights is that people think, all right, just do it in Barclays Arena, but I have no fans. Well you're still having a lot of people there. You have camera crew, you have the athletic commission. you have the judges, you have the coaches, you have the corners, uh, you have the other fighters, you have the announcers, you have the broadcasters. So there actually is, uh, I guess announcers and broadcasters are the same thing, but there actually is a fair amount of people that go into this aside from the fans. So you're gonna have well over 500 people there uh, for one event that's at the Barclays Arena. So that's why they tried to move it to the Apex. And I'm thinking to myself, like, there's no way, this is how I don't even know why they're like playing around, acting like it is gonna happen. Because my whole mindset was, look, the NBA is canceled, the NHL is canceled. I mean, everything is canceled. Why? What makes the UFC special? Obviously, I know what it, you know makes it special. I love the sport, but what what I'm saying more so is like, what is separating them from from holding uh, an event where other people are shutting down their events? And here's the thing too that people have to remember is that the UFC can do whatever they want. Uh, except for the fact that the government has to sanction the fights. That's why there was a whole um, legal battle between New York State and the UFC because New York State was the last state to legalize mixed martial arts. And when you legalize it, you have to sign an athletic commission to sanction each fight. So if an athletic commission isn't sanctioning the fight, It's like might as well be an illegal backyard brawl. So the difficult part of this is getting the Nevada State Athletic Commission to sanction the fight at the UFC headquarters, at the Apex headquarters, uh, just for it to happen in general. Uh, Because otherwise the UFC can't do it, period, point blank. It's not going to happen. So I'm on Ariel Hawani's Twitter right now, and I just want to read up um, what's going on here. So he's just talking about the facts with the Khabib... uh, and tony fight and kind of what the updates are there's been a lot of stuff going on uh but essentially what i've seen uh over the past about week is that khabib is out uh, he uh released a long instagram and uh, twitter statement, just saying that um you know he is in russia so one he couldn't leave if he wanted to uh and then two uh, he doesn't want to leave because he wants to follow the rules of self-quarantine and basically just like try to be the best person that he can. And that was kind of how he was making it seem. You know, he was just like, you know, it's quarantine. Why, why should Khabib be traveling around um, when the biggest countries and companies in the world are shutting down? He, he literally said that in his tweets, which is um, you know kind of strange. But, you know, his English is his second language. But anyway... Uh, according to Ariel Hawani, uh, two days ago, April 2nd, uh, number one, there is no location for this fight, uh, and it's 16 days away. So that's what I keep thinking as well, is that now it's about two weeks away, so 14 days. That's what I keep thinking as well, is like there really haven't been any concrete updates. Like, I feel like nothing has actually changed. It's just been a bunch of speculation. Uh, so Ariel says, if that changes tomorrow, great. Until then, it's silly uh to blame anyone for it falling through again that's a good point um again he he tweeted again that there's no location for this fight um there's just nothing scheduled right now uh, let's see here yeah now he, he just kind of goes into the morality of you know should we? Is it morally okay to let them fight? Is that kind of like against the whole purpose of the social distancing? And honestly, you know, at the end of the day, at the very end of the day, um, they're not going to have this fight. They're not going to have this fight. And I love the push that Dana is making to get it to happen. Um, and and Dana White even said that he he um, talked to Trump uh, this past Monday to talk about the fights and see if he could do anything because Dana White and Trump are, are, are good buddies um but it's just like come on man like why are we pushing this so hard I know that you want it to happen I want it to happen I'm the definition of someone who wants it to happen but I mean it just doesn't make any sense to do this right now and I don't care you know who you are you could be um Conor McGregor in fact Conor McGregor actually sent in uh, some messages to Dana White and some tweets from Ireland saying that he was in shape, ready to go, and that he would get on his private plane and travel to the United States to fight Tony Ferguson if it came to that. Uh, Unfortunately, Dana White basically shot that down um, almost immediately, which makes sense. It's such a stupid idea to throw Conor in there uh, versus El Kukui this early on such short notice. This isn't his fight. He would lose that fight almost for sure. Um, And... Again, there are travel bans, so there. I don't. I just don't know how they expect to really get around this, and it's still planned for April fifteenth. And I think everyone, I think the image of the UFC would be tarnished because everyone would have such a negative perception of it um, due to the situation. If the UFC held an event, I don't know. I just don't know how they do it. Let's say they do it in the best possible way, where there's hardly anyone there. It's just the fighters, it's just the cornermen, like stuff like that. Regardless of how they actually end up doing it and even if like let's say the athletic commission sanctions it and they say it's safe i promise you the backlash is going to be substantial i mean it's going to be so substantial that the ufc is not going to recover their image is going to be tarnished i don't understand why they would push it this far just to get this fight going um and, uh, and Joe Rogan even said that he's not going to publicly attend any fight cards or work as a UFC commentator during the break. So, it, it, I mean I just don't know what Dana's thinking. Um, yet despite all this, I'm reading a uh, looking at a CBS article right now. Uh, UFC President Dana White is still fighting under any means necessary to make UFC 249 a reality somewhere, some way, using whoever is willing to fight um oh my god yeah i guess he really is still pushing in this because this article came out um a day ago um so he was originally going to do it with no fans but i don't think that's an option now and he keeps talking about the apex headquarters in vegas but yeah he's really trying to rescue this thing from the ground um but i just don't know if he's going to be able to do it he's got tony ferguson wanting to fight khabib doesn't even want to fight see that's my whole thing all right let's let's get to the bottom line on this okay My whole thing is that Khabib isn't even fighting. That's the main attraction here, Khabib versus Ferguson. So now that Khabib is definitely not fighting, you're not gonna convince him otherwise. So why even put this on right now? Why are we gonna put Tony in a fight versus someone where he could A, get injured or B, lose, when I don't wanna see Tony versus literally anyone else. I want Tony versus Khabib. I am willing to continue to wait. I'm willing to continue to wait. Just September, October. Let's just reschedule it for that time. Maybe I'll even get a ticket this time. But, I mean, obviously it sucks. And everyone's disappointed. And everyone's itching and and scratching for any sort of entertainment in the sports world today. Because right now it's all just flashbacks and highlights on Bleacher Report and House of Highlights. It's the absolute worst. I want current event stuff. And obviously it's not happening. So it doesn't exist. And that's the thing that people have to realize. Is that if you want good sports, why don't we just wait. Right? We're going to have this... April, May, June, most likely period where there's not going to be any sports going on. Let's assume the worst case scenario is the next three months. Guess what? All those fighters that were supposed to be fighting during International Fight Week in this entire period of time are going to be rested. They're going to be energized. They're going to be hungry. They're going to be broke because they haven't been able to fight. You are going to see some of the best UFC fight cards in the history of the sport come October, November, December, if the fights are going on at that point. If the fights are going on at that point, you will see some of the best cards the UFC has ever thrown together in the history of the sport. You're going to have a Conor card. You're going to have a John Jones one. You'll Well, hopefully you'll have a John Jones one. You'll, you'll have Khabib versus Ferguson. Adesanya will fight again. Jorge Masvidal will fight. I bet Nick Diaz will fight. I bet Nate Diaz will fight. I bet you they're going to have... The best lineup and the best cards in October, November, December that we've ever seen. I think it's going to be worth the wait. I think that instead of pushing Tony to fight now, obviously he would fight on two days' notice, three days' notice the next day after he fought um, because he's crazy like that. But why don't we just keep him fresh? But the, scrap it. Look, everyone else has scrapped their events already. Just scrap this card, get these fighters focused on the next date that you give them so they can go back into camp and train for this. I mean, self, self-quarantining at home, it, you know, it ain't easy. So give these guys time, uh, ample time to do a camp, to do workouts from home, whatever it takes. I don't care. All, all I know is that uh, scratching the event for now, we're gonna see tremendous benefits later. The repercussions, the public image, all of that just isn't worth it for putting on this one event right now that's my take on it i really don't think it's worth it it's not even khabib versus ferguson anymore so stop acting like it is you know that's the important thing to remember here is that it's not even the fight that we want so if it's not the fight that we want let's just wait you know i don't know what do i know am i right all right so let's take a look real quick at just current event current events for uh the UFC, even throughout this whole uh, coronavirus uh, pandemic, and we'll just talk about um, maybe some of the um, scheduled events that we we're supposed to have. Obviously, most of the ones that got canceled were, were pretty lackluster, to be honest, like the ones that were upcoming. So I'm not too So Obviously, other than Khabib and Tony, but we had UFC 249 that was supposed to be coming up, and then we had, let's see... Uh, fight Night Smith versus Teixeira, that's not a bad one to lose, that's fine. And then May 2nd, Hermason and Weidman in Oklahoma City. So again, don't really care too much about that one. Um, UFC 250 is supposed to happen in Brazil on May 9th. Fat chance, fat chance, because Brazil is getting hammered with this thing now. Um, big one is supposed to happen in Australia on June 6th. Oh, that would be a great fight. I don't know who's supposed to fight on that, but... I would love that. Again, like, I don't want any of these to, to be canceled, but oh, UFC 250 is going to be a great card, too. It's definitely going to get canceled. Again, I don't want any of these to be canceled, but I figure might as well stack the cards later this uh, second half of the year. And make it worth the wait. That's how you bring fans into the table. I think the UFC could do a good job of uh, kind of baiting in casual fans. Let's say you're not normally a big UFC fan, but your buddies are telling you nonstop for the next three months. There's the best of the best that are fighting. It's a pretty good way to get someone interested in the sport. Could be a great opportunity. And that's the whole thing that we got to remember from this, folks. Is that <clears throat> with this coronavirus, what it really does is is presents opportunity. And uh, for me, I'm able to do my podcast again because I got tons of times, tons of time on my hand, and I love talking into the mic and just getting my thoughts out there. Um, and for other people might be learning, uh, a skill, reading a book, whatever you do during a coronavirus, there's plenty of time to do stuff. So, um, that's why it's always fun to, to get back on the horse with stuff like this. Um, and you know, that's kind of the definition of turning, uh, lemons into lemonade, I guess. Um, taking the shitty situation given to us by this virus and just, uh, trying to make the most of it. So, uh, that'll wrap up the episode for today. Um. Come back to us the next time I drop one. I don't know when that's going to be. But this was a special kind of quick 30-minute episode just recapping the John Jones hysteria and talking about uh, the the current state of affairs uh, with coronavirus and how it's impacting the UFC. So we'll be back here for updates um, probably in a few days, especially regarding the UFC 249 situation. We'll see if it actually happens, uh, and I'll update you guys on that on the next episode, all right? So thanks for tuning in, and we'll catch you here next time.